With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For another great edition of Strong Style, that is Impact Media's weekly dive off the top rope, of course, into the worlds of mixed martial arts and professional wrestling. I am your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. Welcome in. There are tons and tons of things to get into. In fact, gosh darn it, there was one that even snuck up on me. One that even snuck up on me. We're going to start right there. But first, I want to tell you that if you would like to help support the podcast, obviously you can uh, go visit some of our affiliates and uh, sponsors such as BetOnline.net. Um, go visit the Butter Utter if you get a chance. Also, anywhere you find a podcast, give us a rating, review, question, comment, suggestion. Uh, anything that helps the show, they definitely look at those things. It definitely helps with uh, a lot of the uh, the metrics and the funnel numbers and things like that. Uh, of course, you can find us uh, Podcast One. You can find us Spotify, iTunes Store, all of those fun places. Uh, if you want to search for us on Facebook, you can look up Impact Media. You can look up Strong style. You can look up Jeremy York. Any of those should work. You can do this across all platforms, by the way. Uh, these are just the direct ways to find us. If you just want to be able to click on the show and follow the link and listen to the show, you can go to Twitter at Team Impact Media. Just make sure you're clicking on the show that you want to listen to because we do post all of them on there. It is our kind of unofficial official hub for now until we rebuild the website which we are working on appreciate you guys help on that as well uh if you are so inclined to want to follow myself where you will find only the show links but uh, uh when i live cover events and, and various things like that and uh sometimes i'll uh, just find a fun meme and put it up but either way at the impact 99 on twitter tiktok instagram or triller we'll find that and uh, if you just want to email the show, any of our shows about anything, uh, if you are it, like if you're emailing about this show, then by all means in the subject line put strong style. But you can email us at any point three endzone at gmail.com. That is the number three e n d z o n e at gmail.com. I personally respond to all messages, emails. And uh, and everything, I promise you that is me. Now, let's talk some MMA, right? Let's talk some mixed martial arts. We're gonna start. 
with the people who had an event over the weekend, and that, of course, would be Bellator, who had Bellator 285 over the weekend, where Benson Henderson and Peter Queeley uh, went at it. Went at it. Benson Henderson has been doing it for such a long time. Peter Queeley, kind of the up-and-comer. He's taken out a pit bull brother or so. It's not a really good job. This division is unbelievably loaded. And what happens? This thing goes to decision. It goes to decision. And as it goes to decision... Benson Henderson ends up as your victor. Fantastic. I didn't help my picks. I did okay on the picks. Uh, but uh, I really thought Queeley could, could take this one. But, hey, Benson Henderson is good, just continues to prove me wrong. He had a great showing. He absolutely won the fight. It, I cannot disagree with this decision whatsoever. So congratulations to him on that. By the way, this, this whole event was at the Three Arena in Dublin, Ireland. The crowd response and the community support they get in Ireland, I, as much as I don't want them to move from the United States, if you told me Bellator was going to relocate to to uh, the England Ireland area, it would make a lot of sense. It's uh, they they have a killer market over there, which it's it's a good market anyway. But uh, they did fantastic over there. Uh, big win for Benson. Yoel Romero with the KO, not a TKO, the KO of Melvin Manoff. Uh, man, this fight, this fight was off the charts. It was fantastic. So much fun to watch. Yoel Romero, we keep counting him out, and I'm one of those people, and I don't know why. I wasn't really counting him out. I just thought Melvin was going to win this one. Melvin has had to go against the murderer's row of people. It's just crazy, but I can't defend anything. I can just say that Yoel Romero absolutely was the better fighter that night, and he gets the big KO victory. How about one, one pick that I completely nailed? Completely got this pick completely right. Liam McCourt gets the decision win over Deanna Silva. Good fight. Good fight. Deanna was bringing everything. She brought the kitchen sink twice coming at Leah like that. And in the end, Leah McCourt says, nope, this is my fight. This is my win. She gets the decision win. Uh, the women's featherweight over in Bellator is outstanding. Uh, the mashups that you can get out of that weight class. Wow. It's, it's a fun, fun division. And, uh, and while we're at it, before we get too far into it, shout out to Chris Cyborg, who made her boxing debut, I believe, over the weekend, and I believe got a decision win. So congratulations to her on that. Uh, Bellator let her, um, I think she still has one fight left on her contract with Bellator. Uh, they let her uh, go do this boxing match, and uh, she did really good. Uh, up next was uh, 
Let me see if I can find. Something has, has went awry with uh, my results. So give me just a second. Ah, there you go. Had to just refresh the screen. Thanks, producer Sassy, for figuring that out for me. I don't know what I'd do without my producers here. Uh, they uh, they can fix uh, random things that happen. Love it. Uh, Pedro Carvalho gets the unanimous decision win over Mads Burnell. I really thought Mads was going to was gonna really take this one, but in the end, uh, Pedro gets the decision. Once again, I agree with it. Um, and then lastly, uh, Syrian Clark gets the submission win over Raphael Hudson. Does it by submission. There's a rear naked choke. Uh, two and a half minutes, uh, almost almost three minutes into round number three. Uh, Syrian Clark, man, that they were eating him up in Ireland. They they liked that kid, uh, and and uh, he's still undefeated. Uh, Raphael Hudson, he was fighting a good fight, almost made it to the end, ended up not making it to the end. But uh, great overall card. Undercard had a bunch of big stuff as well. Uh, there was one on the undercard that I wanted to mention. It was... There it is. Luca Polklet, uh defeating Dante Shiro via uh, a technical submission because they didn't really know what to call it. It was a modified arm triangle uh, late in round number two. Uh, go back and watch that. If you can find a video or go back and get the pay-per-view and, and watch it, it was uh, it was something special, man. It was uh, crazy what, what Luca put uh, put on Dante like that. Um, and this is the one that snuck up on me. 285 just happened. They normally like to put theirs two or three weeks apart. And uh, as I was making sure I had the results keyed up for this, uh, I realized they have an... <laughs> They have an event this weekend, Bellator 286, the Long Beach Arena in Long Beach, California. And the way that um, I was actually reminded of it was I got a notification saying that all available media should uh, or, or uh, can come down and, and uh, you know, come down to the arena to cover the fight. Now, I'm not anywhere close to, to Long Beach. I appreciate Bellator extending the offer. But uh, another time, absolutely for sure. But down to Long Beach, you would think coming off a big Ireland card, you know, the UFC does this. They'll have a giant card, and then they'll have a bunch of cards, uh, a bunch of smaller ones of people you hadn't heard of, but they're going to be killer fights. Well, I can do you one better. This one out in Long Beach, California, the main event is Patricio Pitbull. Yeah, that guy, who is the featherweight champion of the world, is going to face Adam Borix, the 18-1 phenom. Man, this is going to be fun. Brazil versus Hungary. And that is another way. I know it's a different way to spell the word, but that is what Adam Borix is. He is hungry to not only take out a pit bull brother, but to do it for the featherweight main event title this is going to be fun because i think these two are going to trade punches back and forth maybe some body kicks and some fun stuff there then they're going to hit the ground you're going to it's going to look like the best fight you've ever seen 
and then one of them are going to get the victory. Who do I think is going to do it? Man, I I could argue either way. I could definitely argue either way on this. And this is not some way to just philander around just so, so I can come up with who's, who I think is going to win. Um, it's like this. For everything that Patricky and Patricio Pitbull have done for Bellator, put the company on their back so many times. I had just the utmost respect and appreciability. I probably just made up a word. So appreciative of what they did. I just think that it's, you have this young generation and they're going to do everything they can to hang on to it. But I think this young generation, they're hungry. They're starving. And it's not for attention. It's to show everybody those skills and how good they are. I've got Adam Borix being your new and new featherweight champion of the world. I'm taking Adam Boris. Uh, for my official picks, if you guys want to hit me up separately, I'll, I'll give you a round and, and way I think he's going to win, things like that. But uh, that's a big fight. And there's one right behind it, the co-main event in the light, the lightweight division. A.J. McKee at 18-1. and one. Boy, that's a real popular, real popular record. Is taking on the 13-3-0 Spike Carlisle. This, if 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 uh, Patricio and, and Adam Borix are not on the card, this is the main event. And you could argue that if it wasn't for the featherweight title, maybe AJ versus Spike could trump that. But AJ got his first loss. I think last time or the time before that, he's looking to battle back. Him and Spike, man, they, this is going to be a war. It's going to be an absolute war, and I am all for it. I'm going to take, I'm going to take AJ McKee in that battle. And here's another one. If those two aren't on there, then the third fight. I'm going top to bottom. I'm just going main card. You guys know that. How about Aaron Pico, featherweight? Contender Aaron Pico is taking on Jeremy Kennedy. Boy, he's got a good name, right? Man, this is going to be fun. This Tune into Showtime. Find this fight. Find these fights. These, these are going to be just extraordinary. I believe they're Friday. I will... Um, no. Is it? Which one? Saturday, October 1st. Man, these are going to be fun. 10 p.m. Saturday at 10. Watch your college football all day, and then after you've settled in, after a nice day of watching college football, find Showtune, find the Showtune, uh, Showtime app. And when you find Showtime, you find Bellator MMA. That's that's three unbelievable matchups out of the gate. Um, just for the sake of it, I would normally pick Aaron Pico, but. Not very often do you see good fighters named Jeremy. I'm going to take Jeremy Kennedy to beat Aaron Pico. I I think that one ends early. Either Aaron or, or Jeremy are going to end this early. I hope it's Jeremy that does it. Um, how about another big name? It it's just an, another big name. If this is this feels like I'm trying to sell you a um uh a bit uh, a timeshare package, or I'm trying trying to sell you on um, a CD. Look it up, folks. CD. 
Uh, but I just tell you, great artist after great artist is on. How about fight number four? Juan Archuleta, the Bantamweight. Juan Archuleta, everybody knows that name, versus Enrique Barzola. Are you kidding me? Once again, these are four main events, and they're all on the same card. And they just got back from Ireland. How unreal is this? This, this, this is good, Lord. Bellator. You, you got me, man. You absolutely got me. Juan Archuleta versus Enrique Barzola. I really like Archuleta. I really do. But I think Enrique Barzola is going to take this one. I'm going to take Enrique Barzola. So, to recap, I will take Adam Borix over Patricio Pitbull for the featherweight title in the main event. In the co-main event, I'll take A.J. McKee to bounce back from that one loss he got over Spike Carlisle. My goodness, if you're an MMA fan and you're not excited by this, then you need to check your pulse. I'm going to take Jeremy Kennedy because he's got an awesome name over Aaron Pico. Hey, sometimes you got to find some way to pick one way or the other. I think they are very equal fighters. And I'm going to take Enrique Barzola over Juan Archuleta. Look, I, I could go through the prelims, but uh, it, this, this show would be two hours long. Um, just, just outstanding, just outstanding card. So that being said, there was not a UFC last weekend. I know it's so crazy. They like did an event, took a week off, did an event, took another week off. They're entitled to it. They've been going so hard and fast since the shutdown. Now that we're coming out of all that, they're wanting to catch us all up. UFC Fight Night coming up this weekend. You get Mackenzie Dern versus Jan Zalanan. My goodness. My goodness. I know what some of you are going to say. I, I can already see the messages coming in now. I already know what you guys are going to say. Well, if if this is such a great matchup, uh, where would this be on that Bellator card you just mentioned? Mackenzie Dern versus Jan Yan Zalnan, um, I would put it, let's be honest, I would put it third on that card. It's not bigger than the first two. It's not bigger than uh, Borix versus uh, Patricio, and it's not bigger than uh, than uh, AJ McKee, Spot Carlisle. But it's right there with Pico Kennedy. It's right there with Archuleta Barzola. I 1,000% believe that. Uh, this whole card, by the way, is ESPN Plus. This is on. Ooh, they are going to be going. Nope, they're going to be on early on. Can we see? Do we know when that particular thing? We're we're producer Sunshine. She is she is on top of this. She is going to figure this out. It looks to me. We don't quite know. It's probably it's probably earlier during the day or, or right around seven, I would imagine. But this is basically UFC Fight Night is going to be on right before Showtime has Bellator. I, I'd be willing to bet if, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, Fight Night, this one, I believe, is from the Apex in Las Vegas. I actually met somebody through other media ventures I do that got to take a tour of the the Apex out in Las Vegas, and they said it is video game unreal the the facility that this is because I mean they got to see the training room they got to see the the whole 
shebang and everything and uh, just said it was just it was unbelievable what they put together but let's talk about it. these two are very very high up in the women's strawweight division uh, you could you could argue that either one uh, should be in line for a title contention sometime soon um, I'll tell you right now I'm taking Mackenzie Dern I think Mackenzie Dern is uh, she is a, a solid fighter when she wants to be. She is a scrappy, scrappy fighter when she wants to be. And I actually think that she's going to try to keep this on the feet a lot. And if Yan uh, tries to take this, tries to take this to the ground, then I think Mackenzie Dern is just going to end it right there. Uh, like I said, Yan is a fantastic fighter. Uh, you get minus 240 for Dern. Zaunan is plus 200. Those are not bad numbers for either one. Um, I still think McKenzie's going to win, and I look forward to seeing what her and Yan do moving forward from here because even whoever wins this, we know where they're going. Whoever loses this, I think, should pretty much keep their spot and uh, be one fight away again. Uh, also, we're going to get Randy Brown versus Francisco Trinaldo. Randy Brown is the minus 310 favorite, plus 250 for Francisco Trinaldo in the welterweight division. Um, I got Randy Brown in this one, not because he's the heavy favorite. I think he is the better fighter. I think he is uh, He's going to uh, continue to move forward in the welterweight division. Francisco is good, and he does have he, he has more than a puncher's chance to beat Randy. I just think Randy is too good skill-wise that everything he does well is not going to do uh, is not going to uh, play into Francisco's defenses. I think Francisco is going to have a hard time dealing with Randy Brown. Uh, Rayoni Barcelos is taking on Trevin Jones. Barcelos is a minus two thirty to a plus one ninety for Trevin Jones. I've actually got Trevin Jones in this one. I feel like. In the bantamweight division, I feel like he is uh, going to bring the high intensity, the high energy, and I think that uh, he is going to probably win a decision with Barcelos, who is uh, an equal quality opponent. Uh, Sudik Youssef is a minus 900 over Don Shanus, who is a plus 600. If you are so inclined to want to throw down a couple ducats on Shanus just out of, just to, you know, as a flyer, he could win this. Uh, Sudik is the big favorite and should be your pick, but at, nine, at minus 900, I am not touching that bad. But uh, at plus 600, like I said, if you want to throw a couple, couple sand dollars or so down on Don Shanus, well, why not? It's worth a shot. If it pays off, it pays off. If not, you only had a couple bucks, right? Uh, but I'm taking Yusef in that one. And finally, last on the main card, John Castaneda at a minus 190. He's taking on Daniel Santos at plus 160. That is pretty close to being a 50-50 uh, fight there. I'm going to take Daniel Santos, actually, who is a slight dog. Uh, this is a catchweight event, a uh, catchweight uh, fight. And uh, I, I just think Daniel Santos is um, going to find a way to win that one. All kinds of uh, other ones on the, I'm, I'm not going to go through the rest of them, but uh, Elir Latifi and Alexia Olenek are going to go at it. Two heavyweights that are just going to smash each other. 
Jessica Penne and Tabitha Reese. That's going to be fun. Joaquin Silva, Jesse Ronson, uh, Christoph Jocko against Brendan Allen. That should be on the main card, but the main card is loaded. And uh, Julius Dolorenko versus Chelsea Chandler. That's going to be ridiculous. That's going to be ridiculous. So, once again, Bellator and UFC are bringing it. Uh, I don't have all the details yet. I will have more of them next week. But I do know the PFL Championship is going to be, I believe, in November. And it's going to be in New York City. And like I said, I will have more information on that next week. But for now, that is all the MMA for our show tonight. Before we get into pro wrestling, let's take a quick break so that you can hear about our good friends at betonline.net. And make sure to visit them because they are doing some fantastic stuff and we appreciate their support. But we'll be right back after this message from betonline.net. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back here on Strong Style. Welcome back. So much to talk about. Absolutely so much to talk about. Make sure you go see our friends at betonline.net. They do the articles. They do uh, the podcast. They do so much of the work for you. And though they're not setting you up so you can lose, go check it out. They, they set the great lines. They uh, just, just unbelievable work they do there, and we appreciate their support. Now, let's talk some professional wrestling. I'm going to start with AEW, who had their event last week through Wednesday and Friday's Dynamite and Rampage Grand Slam. I'm going to start with Dynamite, and we open up. With the Septo, otherwise known as the seven-time champ, world champ, Chris Jericho, facing the current Ring of Honor champion, Claudio Castanoli. For people who think that, for one, Claudio is not big enough to carry a main event, you're mistaken. For people who think Jericho is fat, old, and ugly, you are mistaken. These two tore up the place to start with. They set a bar so high that it actually had the match that followed it not played out the way it did. I could have seen people leave after that because it would be so hard to live up to it. Instead, it just built on it. 
this thing goes back and forth. It absolutely should. A bunch of false finishes as the things we, we definitely knew were coming. And then the unexpected. Your winner and new Ring of Honor heavyweight champion, Chris the Ocho Jericho. Chris Jericho is now, I, I just think that they must have bigger things for, for Claudio to do because he did such a fantastic thing with Ring of Honor. Um, at some point, I feel like they're going to split Ring of Honor into its own thing and it'll be back on TV. And at some point, uh, I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a realignment with the Ring of Honor, I mean, with the, uh, the AEW Dynamite and Rampage stuff each week. But good for Chris Jericho. He is an eight-time world heavyweight champ. Um, it's hard to say he doesn't deserve it. It was a great win over Claudio, who, like I said, will bounce back. I could see him doing some things uh, here soon. We will see what he does um, tonight, as actually they're probably performing right now. Uh, and like I said, had the match that come that followed it not played out the way it did, I could have seen a riot out of the crowd because uh, they were going ballistic when Jericho won because a lot of them thought it was crazy. And I'd say I'd say about two-thirds of the crowd were just bewildered and, and shocked and a little upset. And one-third of them were going crazy for Y2J. So uh, overall, that's, that's a great reaction. Uh, it, they followed that up with Swerve, Strickland, and Keith Lee defending their tag team championships versus the acclaimed. I don't know why they keep bringing random rappers and things with them, but uh, Fabulous was with Swerve and Lee, and DJ uh, Woo Kid, I believe it said, or Woe Kid, I can't remember which one of them. Uh, he came out with the acclaimed, who of course had Billy Gunn with them. Now, this thing was going back and forth. You kind of kept getting the overbearing feeling that Swerve and Lee were going to win, but how were they going to win? Was was Swerve going to cheat? Was uh, Keith Lee going to do some just incredible maneuver? They're going to do a double team, and then we got the curveball. The curveball was that Billy Gunn uh, did a Famouser on the outside on uh, Swerve. And when he was thrown back in, the acclaimed uh, put the finisher real quick. And your new, this is two for two now on the matches on Grand Slam, your new tag team champions in all elite wrestling, the acclaimed. So happy for those guys. So happy. I'm a big fan. Big fan of, of that tag team. They work hard. They finally are all healthy. They are going to be fantastic tag team champions. Great for them. Absolutely ecstatic. We follow that up with FTR, the gun club, getting into a, uh, a, a verbal altercation in the pack. That's, that's going to help the gun club. And uh, it's going to give FTR some cannon fodder to, uh, to shoot off. Next time they face, we get Yuta and MJF who get into it. Uh, Morrissey, W. Morrissey and Orange Cassidy, or W. Morrissey comes out and drops Yuta. Orange Cassidy was actually in the next match. Uh, 
Um, be interesting to see what they do with Claudio and with Yuta now that, that things are, are a little different. Uh, Orange Cassidy, as I said, took on Pac for the All-Atlantic title. These are two guys whose styles, like I said last week, just do not typically match up very well. Except for this time they did. And this, let me, look at, let me glance over real quick, make sure I'm not missing one. All right, this was probably second best match of the night. And I will let you know when we get to the, I'm not going to tell you what it is until we get there. Uh, this was just so good. And in the end, Pac retains. He keeps his All-Atlantic uh, belt. Uh, he did use the hammer for the ring bell to his advantage, but it is what it is. They didn't see it. He was able to win. Kind of interesting that he needed that to beat Orange, but that's what he did. Uh, we got Tony Storm defending her title against Dr. Britt. Baker DMD, Athena, and Serena Deep. Um, in the end, Jamie Hayter come out, and uh, after everything was over, uh, Tony Storm ends up with the win, but Britt dropped her, and, and Deep was uh, taking care of Athena. Uh, Jamie Hayter come out. We're not sure which side she was going to be on, and then she shows everybody that she's forgiven Britt. She's back on her side. And then who comes out to even the odds? How about Soraya? I know whatever. Half of you guys have just spit whatever you were drinking probably all across whatever listening device. I apologize. You should get a towel for that. Part of you guys just probably fell over. And then part of you guys are like, who the hell is Soraya? Well, Soraya is her real name, and it's what she went by on the indie scene back in England with her brother before she got signed to WWE and took over our televisions as somebody named Paige. You're ringing some bells now? If not, look it up. Seriously. And if you don't know who Paige is, seriously go look it up. Watch some more wrestling, then come back and listen to my show. But I know I have I have smart listeners out there. You guys know exactly who I'm talking about. But it seems like uh, she's cleared for action. Not sure exactly what could have happened. If she is 100% cleared or if uh, it's a different kind of role for her. But it looked like she's ready for action. And I would imagine if so, by this week or next week, we will see her in the ring again. And I can't wait. She adds a whole new dimension to the women's division that uh, they didn't know they were missing, but they 100% were. The women's division there is just on fire. And then we get to the main event of the night that was the bet that is the best match on the entire card. John Moxley versus his Blackpool Combat Club brethren. Brian Danielson in the finals for the outright heavyweight championship of AEW. Remember they had that tournament. These two end up in the finals. Daniels, uh, Danielson had to do one extra match and get through where Moxley got the, uh, the bye in the first round. Uh, this was everything you thought it would be and more. If I told you that 
two William Regals were going to fight each other and destroy each other in the ring, and the winner is the winner. That's exactly what happened here. Uh, Danielson with his holds and maneuvers and counters. I mean, he is like part Bret Hart, part Dean Malenko. I can't even think of a submission guy that's even close to what he does to, to throw in that part. And then you get Moxley, who is just an all-out, just one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet right now with the things he does. He's got his brutal style and just does not care. He's going to take you out so that he wins. What a great match. Just a fantastic match. And while I would have liked to see Brian Danielson get the win, John Moxley gets the win, I am not upset at that at all. Because we know what awaited the winner. There's a guy who won a poker chip, a giant poker chip named MJF, that was in up in the box watching this. At some point, he is going to cash in that poker chip to get his world title match. I do think it's going to be a minute. I think they should build him up a little more. They should have him and Moxley cross paths with each other, get into it a little more. But Moxley needs a couple opponents first before they get more into uh, him and MJF because you could really build that into a probably two or three match triple payoff and it'd just be unreal. Uh, let's go to AEW Rampage. Continuation of Grand Slam. We had the House of Black, otherwise known as Buddy Murphy and... Brody, not Brody Lee, Brody King. New one, Brody Lee, Brody King, with Julia Hart, who seems to be embracing. You know, Malachi Black left the company. Uh, he got his release. Some people say he's going to WWE. Some people say he's going to work on his mental health. Some people, I mean, say what you want. We don't know. I wish him the best whether he wants to come back, whatever he wants to do. Malachi is a heck of a talent. Whatever he needs to, to do to make himself happy, that's what he should do. Swig of coffee. I would tell you what kind of coffee, but they do not sponsor the show. It's good coffee. Um, we'll get the House of Black with Julia versus Sting and Darby. And some sort of no DQ brawl match or something. I, I didn't know the stipulation going in. I just know that they tore the house up. They didn't tear it down. They tore it up. Uh, and in the end, uh, Julia Hart actually ends up going through a table. She almost missed the back of the table. It looked like a pretty nasty fall. She seems to be okay. But uh, in the end, what, what swung things toward the side of Sting and Darby, who ended up in the win, was the great Muda, who apparently is on his swan song tour. Uh, basically, it's on his way out, but Muda is going to stick around AEW for a little while. He came down, spit mist in the face of Murphy, where Sting was able to take him out. And then we get the big embrace with Sting and Muda. My goodness, my, my childhood self was going bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A. Bananas. Uh, Sting and Muda, they used to face off so many times in WCW when I was a little kid. Uh, big fan of both. 
that was so cool. I, I, I do want Muda to stick around a little bit. Uh, fantastic moment. Uh, then we get Matt Menard and Angelo Parker, who are by far the two most annoying people in AEW. So great work, fellas. That is part of your goal, and you are doing a fantastic job at it. They took on Hook and his friend Action Bronson. If you don't know who Action Bronson is, I implore you to Google him, and you will find out that he is a very, very accomplished rapper and musician in the professional world. I implore you to do that after you see the replay of this match because Action Bronson, I don't know how long he's been training. Apparently Taz has had a hand in training him a little bit and Hook. He was not bad at all. For his debut match, he even wrapped to the ring. That was fantastic. Action Bronson, man, he he had a pretty good debut. It wasn't quite Logan Paul, but it was good. It it made sense. There there was no they didn't feed any good easy moments into him. Uh, Menard and Parker were putting it on him, and he come out smelling pretty good there. A couple roses, and it was good. And of course, Bronson and Hook get your win. But hey, if he's gonna stick around for a little while. Him and Hook, they could they could be a factor in the tag division. Definitely so. Uh, we finally got to see one of my favorites from Ring of Honor. That uh, wasn't sure what was gonna happen when Ring of Honor kind of went through the hiatus. Josh. The Goods Woods teamed up with his buddy Tony Nice. They had smart Mark Sterling. And they took on Wardlow and Samoa Joe. Kind of good back and forth. Uh, I really want to see more Josh Woods versus Samoa Joe and Josh Woods versus Wardlow because Woods is a really, really good talent. And Nice is good and polished, but, but Woods has some potential that, that he can go super clean and he can go super brutal. And I think that is, he was pure champion for a long time in, in Ring of Honor. He was actually the last pure champion up until recently when they re-kicked everything back off. And he actually lost it to Yuta, I think is who he lost it to. He lost it to Daniel Garcia now. But uh, just good match. Just four people who understand. If you throw in Sterling, five people who understand what they're doing. We almost get to see Sterling get powerbombed. And uh, and Nice and, and Woods were able to get him out of the ring, but uh, I look forward to these four tangling up again very soon. Uh, Jungle Boy took on Ray Phoenix in a match that we didn't think we would get to see, but we absolutely have gotten to see it. And this was a really really good match. Jungle Boy ends up with the win. And see, here's the thing. Is a lot of people say, well, Jungle Boy is supposed to be taking on Christian, and Christian is using Luchasaurus as a minion, or did Luchasaurus join back up with, with Jungle Boy? It was this whole convoluted, crazy, just mess. Think of, you know, um, think of a tea pitcher full of black ink and just dump it on the floor. That's, that's about how clear it was. So not to be outdone after Jungle Boy beats Ray Phoenix and then just an ungodly great match. Uh, we see Christian. And then Luchasaurus comes out and attacks Jungle Boy. And uh, it seems like Luchasaurus has been cleared to wrestle again. So we're going to get Jungle Boy Luchasaurus. Christian's still in a sling. I hear he's going to be out a little while. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Christian could... Could still do some things while being in a sling, and it could also be like the um, 
Bob Orton Jr. stuff, Randy Orton's dad, where he wore a cast for five years. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, good to see Jungle Boy get a really good win. Him and Phoenix, yeah, I mean, it was like two lightning bolts fighting in a, in a, in a hamster wheel. It was just insane action all over the place. We got to see Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara with uh, Ty Conte or Ty Bello Mello Ty Mello I, I don't know she married Sammy Guevara and then changed her name and it just become it just become weird. But uh, she did factor into the end of this. Ty did along with um, Anna J and. It's just, um, I mean, I knew Guevara would need some help, but he used some help. He beats Kingston. Um, I, I don't think the rift between them is over, and I look forward to Kingston getting back at Guevara because I'm just uh, not a fan of what Sammy's done in the last nine, ten months. Uh, we get Jade Cargill versus Diamante. This is a weird matchup to me. I knew Diamante was not going to win. They did about ten minutes of actual build up for this and then just kind of dropped it on us. We knew Jade was going to win. She's like 38. No, I, I don't know. I don't care anymore. That it's a title doesn't mean anything to me, but one of her baddies, otherwise known as the rest of her faction there. A little fun fact here. And I'm talking about Kira Hogan, Kira Hogan. And I believe Diamante, I believe they are a couple, which they've been a couple for a while. If it is who I think it, it, it is. Uh, Diamante is a, Fantastic wrestler. Fantastic. Kira's pretty good, too. Uh, so it was fun. And, and Diamante did get in some good work uh, towards Jade that uh, did make her still like a strong competitor. But uh, in the end, Jade just kind of hits her, her three moves of doom and, uh, you know, cut the lights out on your way out. I said they, they could have done – they tried to do the Goldberg thing here where they have her come in. She's super green try to make uh, make her into a monster, into a big killer, and she's, she's okay. She's getting better, but I'm just not believing her as a, as a top talent. So uh, it is what it is. That led us to the main event, which was the Golden Ticket Battle Royal. Well, it's not a main event. It's a co-main event. The Golden Ticket Battle Royal. They just had a match where MJF gets a title shot. I guess the Golden Ticket Battle Royal does the same thing. I just think you don't get to call your shot. I think it's a, a predetermined time. And um, Hangman Page ends up winning this one, which is fun, and it's good to know, because we still don't know when the Young Bucks are going to be back. We don't know if it's suspension-related or they just took time. We don't know when Kenny Omega is going to be back. Last we saw him, he was pushing the video game in Japan, the AEW video game that he helped design. He's a big gamer, by the way, guys. I don't know if you guys know that, but Kenny Omega is a giant gamer. Him and Xavier Woods from WWE are big friends because they constantly play against each other. Um, don't know when CM Punk or Ace Steel could be back. Don't know if Ace Steel's even with the company. But with those four main people out, you need Hangman Page even more because you uh, Moxley is going to need competition. Uh, Moxley Hangman, sign me up. I don't care if Hangman wins because Hangman MJ, MJF, fantastic. Moxley MJF, fantastic. You want to throw all three of them in there? Even better. 
we're making we're making great stew here. The more the better. But Hangman ends up with the win there. A good battle royal. They do a lot of battle royals, a lot of little weird tournaments and stuff, and this one come off pretty good. I liked it. The main event was Powerhouse Hobbs in a return match versus Ricky Starks. I still hold on to Ricky Starks is uh, has a could have a good trajectory into becoming a Cody Rhodes-like wrestler. He's a really good wrestler now. He might be better than Cody when Cody was at that spot. But Ricky Starks ends up with the win here, as he should. Uh, Hobbs could take the, the loss because he had the dominant win before in like three minutes. Um, I don't know if Hobbs and Starks have completely seen the end of each other, but this, this it was a great match. When you see the matchup, it's Timon and Pumbaa, and it was actually really Really good. Let's go to Monday Night Raw. We open up with Seth Rollins versus Lashley for the United States title. Matt Riddle comes down and plays a part in it where Seth uh, it ends up costing Seth the match. Lashley retains, and uh, it looks like Seth and Riddle are still going to go at it. I still would like to know about the personal attacks that they used and they aired. I don't. I feel like. That's probably part of it, but because uh, I don't think Seth has kind of got to go off script like that. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. But great win for Lashley. He needed a solid win over big competition because they just keep giving him so many random, goofy things and opponents that he needed somebody like that. Another swig of coffee. Uh, we got Damage Control who came out. You got Bianca, Ashka, and. Alexa, who come out to confront them. That's going to lead to some more stuff down the road that we will get to here shortly on a different show. Not, I mean, it'll be on this show, but we'll be talking about a different show. Uh, we get Theory versus Kevin Owens uh, again. Theory, who is thinking of grabbing the briefcase to try to take out Kevin Owens, um, has a little issue with doing that because Johnny Wrestling Gargano, those known as Johnny G or Johnny Wrestling, Comes out and he grabs the briefcase, makes sure that Theory cannot get it. This leads to a Kevin, o Kevin Owens victory, as it should. Theory's a great talent, but he is not KO and he is not Johnny Wrestling, so let's uh, let's keep it at that. Which those are going to be fantastic matchups when it's Johnny versus Theory, because now he gets his first name back. He's Austin Theory again. Uh, good for Theory though. You just got to keep going along with the program. You're not the golden child anymore. You should. Very much pick the brain of Drew McIntyre about what happens when you fall out of favor or things out of your control happen and you are no longer the golden child. Because I think Drew McIntyre is the guy you want to ask. Uh, Ridge Holland and Butch took on the Street Profits. We knew that they were going to win the Battling Brutes because they are the number one contenders for the Usos tag team title belts. And a good win over the Street Profits would help a young team, which it did. Good, solid match. Um, I felt I felt a little a little uneasy when Ridge picked up both Street Profits at the same time, one on each shoulder, and uh, just powered it up in a squat, like a, a squat raise, because the last time he tried to do similar, his knee blew out, and the time before that, he tried to catch two guys diving out of the ring. And his knee blew out. So I was uh, I was glad that nothing happened to Ridge. 
Butch just took over the match, and it was incredible. Incredible. They look really strong. They end up with the win. Uh, Judgment Day have a run-in with Riddle and Ray. That, of course, leads to Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus Ray Mysterio and Riddle. That Finn and Priest end up with the win. Of course, Rollins comes down and messes with uh, Riddle to pay him back. And Dominic Mysterio plays a big part in foiling the plans of his dad, Ray. We're going to eventually see Ray versus Dom. Ray didn't want to ever see that. He's going to see that. I think it's going to be good for Dominic. I want to see him develop more. Right now, he's just quiet, brooding guy in the back. Kind of being puppeted by Rhea Ripley, which is fine. But I want to see more from him than just the non-reactions. I think he, I think he can do more. We get Miz TV. Of course, he's got Tommaso Ciampa out there with him. Not sure if Tommaso has that name or if it's just Ciampa, but either way. Uh, and he... Uh, as Miz is talking, we see a giant machete come up and cut a hole out of the ring apron. To which Dexter Loomis sticks his head and torso, tries to drag the Miz, and then tries to dra- grab uh, Champa under the ring. Um, it's a fun storyline, but I want to see where they're going with it. Because they, they just keep doing these kind of shenanigans in different directions. and different ways for him to, I want to say kidnap, because it's such a negative word, to... Drag somebody somewhere they don't want to go. Does that sound better? Either way. But um, when Loomis and The Miz finally chop it up, it's it's going to be fun, and I, and I look forward to that. Um, in all honesty, it, if they didn't already just do a strap match, that would be one where they can't run. Or maybe a blindfold match. That's a hard match to do, but a blindfold match could be interesting. Uh, Finn Balor and AJ have a little bit of a run-in in the back to where Finn says, I- I'm still regular Finn. I'm still your buddy, AJ. I'm still, you know, we're still on friendly terms, but you really should join us in the Judgment Day. It's, it would make it super crowded and doesn't need to happen. AJ needs to do his own thing. Uh, Bailey took on Alexa Bliss. Fantastic match. It was a throwback to the many times they have faced off before. It looks like Alexa is basically fully back from her injury. Looks like Bailey is fully back from her injury. That only makes things more outstanding for the women's division. Bailey gets the win, as she should. She's about to be a top contender for the title, for Bianca's title, so you got to make her look good. Whenever Alexa does that, Alexa still look good in doing it. Now, let's go to SmackDown, where we get the rare appearance from Roman Reigns and the Bloodline. Uh, this whole thing, this, this had me, I went through a range of emotions with this because at one time, Sammy grabs the microphone before they're all walking off. And he's, he's like, you know, I, you know, solo just did. Now I acknowledge you, Roman. Roman says, what? This is, this is not the time for this. He's like, no, no, I want to do this. I want to tell you, uh, being an honorary member of uh, an honorary oos. An, uh, an honorary member of the bloodline. I, I I know I'm not family, but I just I just want to say I, I acknowledge you as the tribal chief. And to which Roman uh, goes through exchange where he basically says uh, he goes, "Why are you wearing the the bloodline shirt? You you're not take that shirt off, and you're not allowed to wear that." And uh, uh, I think it's Jay, which everyone has a problem with Sammy. Went over there and ripped the shirt off of him, which was really demeaning 
Uh, I didn't like it at all. I really thought Sami Zayn was either going to get jumped or kicked out of the bloodline. Um, and rightly so. And uh, everybody really started to feel for Sami. Roman says, no, you're never allowed to wear that shirt again. To which you just, you, you just, they do such a good job with this. You feel so bad for Sammy. And it cuts back to Roman. And Roman grabs something from, I think Solo had it. And he says, you're not allowed to wear that shirt because you're wearing this one. And he tosses Sammy a black shirt with some red writing on it. And when Sammy looks at the shirt, his eyes light up like he got that bicycle at Christmas, like he got that Xbox, that silly putty. Let's give a shout out to the older people that listen to this. That 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 thing you wanted the most at Christmas, and there it is. And he flips the shirt around, and it says Honorary Oose, which is Sammy's new shirt. Holy cow. To be the heel faction, that arena lit up like the Christmas trees at the Rockefeller Center. It was just amazing. Absolutely amazing. And uh, Sammy continues to wear his honorary Oost shirt everywhere, and uh, what a great wrinkle into that storyline. They could eventually turn on him and kick him out at any time, but for now, he's the honorary Oost. Good for you, Sammy. Still probably. I don't even know if it's probably. I think what Sammy's doing right now in and out of the ring, whether it's his in-ring work, whether it's his, his expressions and his microphone work or his shenanigans, Sammy Zayn might be the best overall talent in WWE right now. And I'd, I'd be willing to fight on a hill for that. I think what Sammy's doing is just off the charts great. Off the charts great. Speaking of which, we move to the SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan. She took on Lacey Evans. This was a really, really good match. Lacey is really good. Liv is just coming into her own as a great champion. I know they're just biding time till till they do some stuff with Ronda, but Liv has been holding up her end of, of being a good champion and good ambassador for WWE. So shout out to her on that. And, uh, of course, she beats Lacey in this. Lacey's not really going for anything right now, so this was a good win, good quality win. Um, Hit Row, the Street Profits, and Shinsuke Nakamura were having fun, this little shindig in the back. They kept kind of going back and forth. Um, just a little little party or something I had back there. It, it didn't mean much. Just going to mention it just to mention it. Uh, Sami Zayn. Had a little run-in with Ricochet and Moss and Solo Sokoa come out or come come to the back. Basically, Ricochet and Moss were like, oh, Sammy, uh, I know we're boys and everything, but uh, you know, how do you, you let them do this? And Oh, man, it's, you know, you just, uh, how the mighty have fallen. And and uh, Solo took offense to it and slammed them both into some roll-up doors. And uh, Sammy kind of backed him off at that point. But uh, Zayn and Solo, I think Solo can learn a lot from his, his brother's and his cousin in the bloodline, I think he can learn a lot more from Sami Zayn. And paired him off is a great idea. Uh, the New Day took on Monsoor and Mace, otherwise known as the Maximum Male Models. And the New Day just beat the snot out of them. It was, uh, it was a, a New Day showcase. Braun 
uh, Braun Strowman took on Otis with Chad Gable. Uh, they're building up Otis, which I really like. Otis can more than hold his own with Braun. Braun is the better talent. But Otis, power-wise, and even using his amateur background, can uh, he, he was giving Braun some fits on some stuff. And a really, really good match uh, showing two powerhouses. Um, we saw the Brawling Brutes, fresh off their win. Uh, Drew McIntyre calls out Karrion Cross, to which he gets Scarlet and then Cross. And uh, they kind of trade, slapping each other with the leather strap. And it's going to be a strap match between those two. That's going to be fun because those two understand how those matches work. It's going to be really, really brutal. That should be a main event, in my opinion. And then Dakota Kai with EO Sky and Bailey took on Raquel Rodriguez with Shotzi in her corner. Uh, Raquel actually ends up with the win in this one, which was interesting. Uh, it's it's fun that they have damage control on both shows, and there are multiple storylines involving all three members. Um, and then we get Ridge and Butch getting their tag team title shot. They had Sheamus on their course versus the Usos. Um, and in the end, the Usos do win, and Imperium come down and uh, uh, take out Sheamus, and uh, that actually leads to the Usos win. But Overall, fantastic stuff. And overall, a great SmackDown. Let's go to NXT. We just told you about Solo. Well, he had to give up his North American belt. There's going to be a tournament at Halloween Havoc in six weeks. This was Shawn Michaels who explained all this. Um, Carmelo Hayes. Fascinates me that I can remember all these people. Carmelo Hayes uh, says, okay, well, give me my title back. And uh, Sean says, uh, not not quite. You you have the ability to qualify in and to be a part of that uh, match at Halloween Havoc. But you, you're going to have to fight your way in. So that leads us to some stuff later on that we'll get to. Match two out of the three, because they're doing a, uh, a best two out of three. Uh, Axiom took on Nathan Frazier. Axiom had won the first one, so we know Nathan Frazier won the second one. These two, man, it, you know, I talked about earlier two lightning bolts in a in a in a hamster ball. Yeah, that's what this was, and it was uh, it was really really good. Uh, they continue to trot out Alba Fire to remind us that she's still in the company, but she uh, they need to do something with her because. She keeps coming out and keeps having these backstage videos, but they uh, they don't have her do much. So it's hard to believe her as a top contender. Uh, toxic Attraction, we're seeing backstage. And then, of course, we get Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, who took on Ivy Nile and um, and uh, Paxley. Of course, Gigi and JC get the win there, as they should. They've got to build them back up. They went through a weird skid where they were injured and, then they got put in situations, and, and they, it didn't come out on their end. Uh, they're, they're a good team. And Ivy Nile and, and Paxley are, are going to be a good team down the road, but Gigi and JC are one of the best tag teams they have. Uh, Gacy was out there with his minions, as I call them, who took on uh, Malik Blade and Idris Adolfe. Of course, the minions end up with the win there. Uh, Wendy Chu took on Cora Jade. I guess Wendy Chu is is not facing 
uh, Tiffany Stratton anymore. I would like to see them face other people anyway. So Wendy Chu had a great match with Cora Jade. Cora Jade ends up with the win. Uh, Last Legend come out and attack Wendy Chu for who knows what reason. Maybe she just wanted to be on the show. Didn't uh, Maybe they'll explain it. Um, Chase and Brody took on Trick and Carmelo, and Chase got the win over Carmelo, the straight-up win. Holy cow. Fantastic. Big moment, defining moment for Chase. Uh, didn't hurt Carmelo much as far as his standing because um, we know he's still going to be in that big match. We got Sanga versus Von Wagner. They continue to feed big guys to Von Wagner, who ends up winning them, and then uh, he stays in the same position on the card he, he is. He's just, uh, he's just the big guy with the cool mouthpiece because his, his manager is fantastic. Uh, Rob, of course. We got Oro Mensa, who took on Grayson Waller, and Oro actually ends up with the win in this one. And this was a Halloween Havoc North American qualifier match, and uh, Apollo Cruz come down and distracted Waller a little bit, and Oro ends up with the win. I have no idea who Oro is. I will look more into it for next week, but uh, he gets the win, and he, I mean, this was like an Impact Wrestling thing where random guy shows up and qualifies for a multi-man match uh, a month from now. Yeah, NXT pulled an Impact Wrestling, uh, and it helped the, the Waller-Apollo stuff, but beyond that, baffling. You see the Creed brothers in the back. They talk about uh, one of them had their face messed up and that he was looking for his revenge. So we'll see what it does with that. Once Their backstage segments are weird. That I don't like the booking on them. Um, Braun Breaker came out, and he came out with his title belt to do some commentary. But before he did, he came out with uh, one of the Connors Cure kids. I love when they do this. He let him hold up the belt. They do some fantastic stuff. That Connor Secure stuff, man. That WWE is just ahead of the game on on uh, Make a Wish and all that. There's so much, so much better than most with that. Another coffee sip. Uh, but we get Tyler Bate versus JD McDonough, and these two used to face off a lot in NXT UK. They know each other really, really well. Tyler Bate is a fun talent. He reminds me of Tommaso Ciampa a little bit, just without the quickness and intensity, but the moveset and the mannerisms. Uh, J.D. McDonough, though, he outshines the room in this situation. And uh, he gets the big win, and he is standing next to Braun, and he is basically talking crap. I'm coming for that title. I'm coming for that title. That's what this was, was number one contender. And then we're interrupted as somebody's music hits. And who comes out? Ilya Dragunov. We've seen him six or eight months ago where he had a random appearance in regular NXT. Well, it seems that he has made his way across the pond, and Ilya Dragunov is going to be added to the mix on NXT. That tells me some call-ups are probably coming soon because it's getting crowded. But that is all of the WWE action. I would say, once again, SmackDown's really come a long way. Raw has some good moments. NXT was probably the best of the lot of those. Uh, for AEW, I told you guys how good um, how good Moxley versus 
Danielson was, and that probably stole the show for them. Uh, in other action, Impact Wrestling, I could tell you about what they did Thursday, but I would rather tell you about what they did Friday because they had Victory Road, their pay-per-view, which is going to lead into... What is their next pay-per-view? It is Bound for Glory, Bound for Glory. Yep, that's the one I went to years ago here in Atlanta. Um, you can actually see me. It's the one with the main event of Sting against Kurt Angle, I believe. And me and a good friend of mine are about second row. And kind of hard to miss. Especially they do some of the chants like uh, Holy... Um, holy poop and uh, boy it zeroes in on us and uh, now he was saying do not quit i will say that he was not saying holy poop like i was he he was chanting do not quit he was he was trying to, to let uh the participants know that you do not quit and uh fantastic job with him on that um as far as victory road we open up with mike bailey defending the x division championship against delirious if you not know who Delirious is, uh, you may not be familiar with Ring of Honor and a lot of his work. He's been wrestling for over 20 years. He is very unorthodox. I think he's from the Netherlands. Doesn't wear his shoes. Looks kind of crazy looking. Uh, unbelievable talent. Unbelievable talent. Uh, him and Mike Bailey did some just fantastic, fantastic stuff in this one. Of course, Mike Bailey ends up with the win and, uh, in a good 10-minute match. It was good and solid. It really picked up towards the end. It tended to be the overwhelming theme of the night that these matches were good and then picked up and finished great. Um, we see the Motor City Machine Guns picked up a good win over PCO and Vincent. I mean, come on. Established tag team. One of the best tag teams on the planet against two random guys from a faction. PCO and Vincent, now they, they kind of do team and one-off Things like that, but uh, in the end, Motor City Machine Guns get the win there. That helps them going. Uh, the theme of the night, too, was a lot of the challengers for the belts coming up at Bound for Glory had some pretty good nights, and they are going for the tag belts, so they looked pretty good here. Uh, we get Mickey James versus Giselle Shaw. I thought Mickey James was going to win the whole time. She did. Giselle Shaw is a fantastic talent. She just doesn't have the clout of Mickey right now, but. Having matches like, like she did with Mickey James should show Impact Wrestling that she should be more involved with some of the bigger storylines because she's she's good enough to do that. She's definitely good enough to hang up there with them. Uh, we get a, a triple threat revolver match. This uh, stuff they come up with in and, and Impact is just, I, I really think there's a dartboard with random words on it. They just throw enough darts so they... Come up with a way to do a new match. Basically, of the people I am about to name, you start with three people in the match as a triple threat. If you get pinned or submitted, if you lose the fall of any kind, you are out, and the next random person comes out until all people are out, and you get a winner at the end. Here are the people involved. Mia Yim, Laredo Kidd, Trey Miguel, Alex Zane, Kenny King, Yuya Yumura. He's from New Japan. Frankie Kazarian, and Black Taru. And the winner of this is going to face Speedball Mike Bailey at Bound for Glory for the belt. Now, 
I could make a thousand references and a thousand different um, different cases for who could win this match. And then they pulled the one that I didn't think would happen. And it's not because of lack of talent, because this guy is an all-worldly talent. He's been doing it 25 or so years, probably. But who wins this match? Frankie Kazarian. The Kaz. Kaz wins this one. Good win by Frankie. He is going to face Speedball Mike Bailey at Bound for Glory. That is going to be a, a uh, all-world classic. Um, Bobby Fish randomly showed up. And uh, Shara and Raj Singh ended up picking a fight with him that we'll, I'm sure we'll see more of down the road. But if Bobby Fish is in Impact Wrestling, then Impact Wrestling got better. He is a fantastic talent. I'm a big Fish fan, and you will be too. And it seemed like the audience loved him. When he came out, they erupted. They stayed on his side the entire time. Um, even when mid-level heels picked a fight with him, they were 100% behind him. And uh, can't wait to see Bobby Fish uh, in an Impact Wrestling ring again. We got Josh Alexander and Rich Swan and Heath, who teamed up against Honor No More, which was Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett with the lovely Maria Canellis at ringside. Uh, this was the 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 this was the back and forth battle we thought it would be. This was. Uh, a little bit of the war. This is just another battle in the war. In the end, uh, Eddie hit the Boston Knee Party and the Die Hard Driver and got the pin on Alexander, which just leads into their Bound for Glory match, where, who knows, maybe Eddie wins. But uh, we'll talk more about it as it gets closer. Uh, Mickey James sees me a yim. Uh, in the back, says how much she respects her, blah, blah, blah. I'll save you about five minutes, and I'll say, hey, at Bound for Glory, Mia Yim versus Mickey James, that's going to be a classic. Definitely check that out. Uh, we get Jordan Grace versus Max the Impaler with Father James Mitchell. The fact that James Mitchell's still out there is awesome. Guys, uh, very, very good at what he does. Uh, and Maxie Impaler, if you're not familiar with her, look her up. She is another all-world talent that uh, has a unique style all her own, and she was one of the few people who can go power for power with Jordan Grace. This was a power battle, ultimately won by Jordan Grace in the end, but she gave her, Maxie Impaler gave Jordan a run to where you weren't sure if Jordan could pull it out, but she did. And then she gets on the mic, Jordan Grace does, and she goes, all right, well, Masha picked Max to face me, and so in turn, I'm going to face somebody, I'm, I'm going to find somebody to face her. She says, you are going to face Ellie Catch. You guys are going to like Ellie Catch. Uh, everybody cheered, and she said it's going to be a Monsters Ball match, and it's going to be this week on Impact. That will be tomorrow night. I cannot wait. That's going to be fantastic. Go on Axis Television. That's going to be fun. I'm not usually big into weapons matches and Monster Balls matches that involve the females, but Masha and this girl are going to destroy everybody and everything near ringside. So definitely want to watch that one. 
And then we get our main event, Sammy Callahan versus Moose versus Steve Macklin in a barbed wire massacre match. If you are into if you are into these style matches, if you're into the gore and uh, just crazy squeamish moments, this match was for you. Sammy's never afraid to go there. Moose is getting to where he's showing he can go there. And Macklin was the star of the night. Through all the pain and, and the scars probably and everything, 26 minutes later in a barbed wire match. There's no telling how much blood they lost. Steve Macklin is your winner. It's just, it was violent. It was gory. It was, uh, it was still pretty good. Pretty good. Overall, this was a good, solid, like, card. Victory Road was very, very good. Impact Wrestling has always had the roster, especially now. They're loaded everywhere, and they're starting to put them in the right places. They're start, They're growing up before our eyes, boys and girls. They're, they're showing that they can be a top promotion because they're booking right. I don't know if they've changed their booking up or if they decided to do the opposite of what they normally do, but this was really good. Really good. You had, you know, Delirious had a good... A good moment. Macklin has a moment at the end. Bobby Fish coming out. I mean, there's just a lot of really, really good stuff that happened at Victory Road. And so they, they start the road to Bound for Glory, which is uh, coming up very, very soon. So that only leaves us with one last one. And I know we are super long on tonight's episode. I appreciate you guys tuning in with us. So much to talk about. Um, that leaves us with New Japan, and this week we got to see, uh, we got to see Okada versus Tamatanga. Tamatanga, man, his his solo work has come so far, and it's so so good. But he could not top Okada in this one. I bet he can somewhere down the road. And then Tetsuya Naito. Yep, remember. My nephew, Archer, he loves him some Naito. I love Naito as well. But also a big fan of the guy he went against, Will Ospreay. Those are two of the best talents on the planet. One day I'll make a list of, of current favorites on the planet. Um, Will Ospreay ends up with the victory over Naito. And he calls out Okada. Yeah, a lot of people do, but here's what he says. He says, you know, everybody says Okada's the best. Everybody cheers. And he said, you could, you could say that. He is the best. But, and he starts naming people that have beaten Okada. And Osprey has not beaten Okada yet, but I believe they're going to face off in the finals of the tournament. And he said, even my opponent, Naito, has beaten Okada before. Now it is my turn. So if we get Okada versus Osprey, take my money. Sign me up. I cannot wait. Cannot wait for that one. Uh, overall, massive action, massive action. Uh, you know, obviously next week we'll have the results from Bellator 286 and from UFC Fight Night. We'll have the results from all the wrestling action as well. But that is going to do it for us this week. It's been another great edition of Strong Style. I am Jeremy the Impact York. Go watch wrestling. Go watch fighting. Deuces, gooses. Make sure to check out our friends at betonline.net. See ya.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.